Welcome to the Unbroken Truth. This is your host, Stephanie Marie. Today, I want to focus on family members that have been a part of your trauma, but you chose to stay with them or continue your relationship. Now, these are typically not parents or other members who are extremely abusive, though they could have been and maybe you haven't processed things that deeply yet. But my thoughts today are more on the neglectful or drug-ridden, maybe just plain absent types. The ones who allowed others to harm you. Maybe they just couldn't believe so-and-so would do such a thing, or they were sure it wasn't like that, and multiple other things along those lines. The ones you find understandable, maybe just forgivable due to their positions in life, their upbringing, or other positive qualities they have. You know, the ones you make excuses for. This happens a good bit I've found, especially in my age range, the elder millennials. I'm sure Gen X has a lot of this too, but my parents are Gen X, and some of the personality traits they flaunt as positive are more problematic than cute sarcasm. And the I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude ran over into their parenting styles. I've been doing a lot of talking to people individually lately, and I've learned that it's so common for us to hold on to these toxic people for a few main reasons. One, they are my family. You know, that whole blood loyalty thing we're taught growing up. And two, I don't want to be alone or have my kids grow up without grandparents. Trauma due to family members often gets blocked out of our memories or to be completely honest for most of us, we put on our rose-colored glasses and tell ourselves that they were just doing the best they could at the time. I know for me personally, the fact that my mother had me at 16 and raised me basically on her own caused me to forgive a lot of little things I likely should have talked out with her or at least processed as an adult. My father wasn't really in my life on any consistent basis until I was almost a teenager. It was so sporadic, and the memories I have are mostly of me trying to gain his love, no matter how scared I was of the projects, and of getting hurt. Not going to waste my time on those stories right now, but the point is, I did the same with him. I wanted to have a dad so badly that I blocked out and let go of all the bad or even terrible things he had done. Now, for me, I grew up never really knowing what a normal family life was. I noticed a lot about my childhood while really pushing to get this memoir and writing done, to say the least. (laughs) I started telling stories, and one after another I saw things coming up that I had stopped letting myself remember. Now again, I don't want to get into all those stories or issues right now. It's not really important to what I want to discuss here today. Today, we focus on you, or the child inside you who is repressing those memories, or even the one who has found a safe place in adulthood, and now those memories have opened up and need to be dealt with. See, our minds protect us in traumatic events. It'll keep us from reliving the nightmares of our past, or even our present, because doing so could cause damage that can't be repaired. It allows us time to be stronger, safer, 
and then to deal with those issues. In the meantime, though, you're moving on and developing a relationship of sorts with the very people who gave you the trauma you need to heal from. It's a cycle of desire for love and family unity and then pain when you remember your true reality. Finding truth or going through a period of awakening, as I call it, will make you feel a wide range of emotions. Anger, grief, numbness. People seem to forget, though, that you get to choose what to do with those feelings and people. If a parent was emotionally unavailable compared to a parent who physically or sexually abused you, the trauma is different. One is a bit easier to reconcile than the other. Now, that is not to say that any of it is less painful. Pain is an individual experience. But it does recognize that those who experience this, for lack of better terms, lesser trauma, tend to be more forgiving of it. I guess it's easier to cut off a family member when the abuse is clear, obvious, and irrefutable. Now there's a few things you'll notice as you start to wake up from the reality that you created as a child. Things you wrote off as little jokes, those weren't jokes. They were insults disguised as jokes, and you've been carrying them with you as insecurities. They will, in some cases, treat at least one sibling much better than they do you. This is a way of showing the world that they couldn't possibly be abusive or neglectful, etc., because they're good to the other child. They will tell you things last, but also guilt you the most. They know you want the bond that they will never give you. They enjoy seeing you want it. It feeds the ego and, again, validates their innocence. The way they treated you will also start to come out in how involved they are with your children, or the way they treat them. They will either treat your children the same as you in your own childhood, or completely opposite. This is, again, to make you question your own memory, or, in contrast, to shame you for raising a child that is also not up to their standards. Typically, the abuse towards your child will happen when you are not present, so that you can't validate your child's innocence outside of sheer trust. They will have moments that they need you. This is often after you draw a boundary an attempt to draw you back in. These parents are often narcissists, and as we have learned, those people need to hold on to their supply of ego fuel. If you pull away, it threatens the reality that they are building for the outside world. For some, they may not like to talk about times when you are growing up at all. Most will shift memories and add details of untruths as well. They may claim they don't remember things you tell them happened or flat out tell you that you're wrong. You see, reality means accepting guilt and, of course, needing to make amends. Two things that they will not do in most cases. Now, if they do, you may actually be able to have a breakthrough moment with them and take on some true healing. So, 
I don't believe in the idea of not allowing that or having those conversations. I will warn you, though, not to get your hopes up. And another biggie. They will try to parent you in adulthood. This is another boost to the ego, as they assume they have more wisdom than you do, strictly based on age, and want to feel superior to you. Or maybe it's the desire to feel that you still need them. They cannot celebrate your victories with you. They will simply glaze over them, as if it's just normal for anyone to do the things that you're proud of and not a big deal. Any failures will be met with I told you so's or, well, you should have done this. Criticism comes easy. Praise, not so much. Unless they're in front of other people, of course. This, again, is common for the narcissist parent. Now, this isn't all, but these are very common themes for those with parents who were what some of us like to call mildly abusive. To heal, which is the most important part of all this, you have to have that moment of acknowledging the trauma you faced and reclaiming control. My friend's mother neglected her horribly and also allowed terrible things to happen to her at the hands of others. Her mother also acts as if it was all made-up story and has literally lashed out at her in claims that she was never abused. So, there's no way she's taking responsibility. At least, I don't believe she ever will. Knowing this, however, and addressing it within herself, has caused her to feel a sense of pride. She realized that she made it into adulthood healthy, well-minded, and now has a thriving family of her own despite her family's actions towards her. It did take a lot of work, but she has since released herself of the guilt that comes with setting boundaries. She is much happier and has no remorse for it. The family she has knows the truth and is proud of her for taking a stand. I know that part was especially hard on her after years of pretending things were fine. Opening up that part of her past to her family was not easy. But they have all come to her side with understanding. She has asked them to not make any changes in their relationships with her mother and lest they want to, but to go forward knowing the truth. The kicker is, all of this considered, she still wants to have an adult relationship with her, and hopes her children can too. She's made it... She has made sure that they understand that it is up to them, and that any time they want to change their mind, and direction, she will support them. She still sees the good in her and wants to forgive her. She's found peace with it by rationalizing it in her own mind. I guess that's where I came in. She asked me for advice on the issue, 
knowing I have a good bit of experience with this. And to be honest, that's how the story came about. Really, all I could tell her then is that she needs to be totally comfortable with the choice and to really consider the way she treats the relationship going forward. Relationships of all types should always be a two-way street. I asked her to start dissecting the ways her mother reaches out to her. The things that she includes her in, things like that. Then reconsider her position. Is it just the desire for a normal family keeping you there? Or has she developed as a person and become someone you want in your life? Do you think your kids will be happy in the long run? Can you hold boundaries with them? Can they? These are all important questions that deserve an answer. The thing is, it's likely best to limit the relationship. It is wonderful if you can talk through the issues with them. But again, that's actually pretty rare, it seems. No one likes to look at that side of themselves, I suppose. That really doesn't matter in the end. Though, you need to be sure that you are not holding on to a false vision of these people. If they have harmed you, you need to heal that part of yourself first. You have to find strength inside of you to process it. And to forgive yourself for not seeing the truth. You were only a child after all. Make decisions for you, not for them. Don't be afraid to separate yourself from them. Actually, a good bit (laughs) during this process so that you can make some clear decisions without their influence. There are five things I want you to know. One, Take care of your mental health first, always. You should really be seeing a professional counselor of some sorts if you're going through this. If you can't afford one, well, I guess that's why I run the pages that I do the way that I do, as do many others like me, because at least you have a safe place to talk it out there. Find a place you feel comfortable to work out the issues you have faced. Either with someone like me, or another friend, just someone you can trust. Second, none of this was your fault. And they don't get off the hook just because they're family. You should feel zero guilt for looking into this part of your past or trying to heal from it. No matter how you have to do that. Third, You get to choose if you still want them in your life. And that doesn't make your feelings any less real or invalid. And you can decide that you can forgive them or even just let go and move forward with or without them in your life. Forgiveness doesn't make it less real. Fourth, you can change your mind. You can decide after processing these events that you want to distance yourself and your family from those members. You do not owe them a deep explanation. You can give it to them if you want, but 
Do not get sucked into gaslighting techniques that abusers often fall back on. Hold strong to your decisions. Have a support group of trusted people for this process. And be prepared for the backlash that you will receive if you decide to move on without them. Often in those cases, I recommend going no contact, at least for a while. And my fifth and final thought. You're likely no longer being abused in the same way just because you grew up, not because they changed. Many times family abuse is a power over an innocent situation. The old, I'm big, you're small. Once you grow up, they need to use guilt or other forms of family manipulation to keep you around. They still expect for you to work for them when they're too old to function without help after all. If you have children, be especially wary of this. I personally would limit any time they have alone with them, just out of a sense of precaution. My friends, this is a long and hard journey for anyone who's ever been in this situation. I wish you all deep healing and strength for what comes next. Remember, you are whole, all on your own. Be patient with yourself and your journey. Practice real self-care, not just spa days and bubble baths. And don't feel guilty if you spend days crying. That's the child in you who didn't get that chance coming out in the form of grief. Also, don't feel like something's wrong with you if you don't cry either. For some of us, like myself, our hearts knew the truth before our minds let us recognize it. I send you so much love and wish you all the best. Thank you for listening today. I'm Stephanie Marie and this is The Unbroken Truth.